Hi, my name is Anne Hintz. Thank you to Back to Basics for inviting me on the show. Please subscribe and keep on listening. And remember, everything in life is going back to basics. Hi, folks. My name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we have another episode that we're going to be talking about trauma, PTSD, and all the the terrible stuff that what she has gone through and what she's going through and what she's come across and recovered, kind of. So we'll talk about that detail, too. And she's an amazing person. I just spoke with her just a few minutes right before the recording. A very easygoing uh, person to chat with and interact with. And hopefully you'll contact her right after this uh, episode. And let's go and invite her into this call and let's uh, chit chat and let's uh, talk about basic stuff about her, the life and the topic for today. So, Anne, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. So before we start all the story about you and, and the trauma and PTSD and everything else that we're going to talk about. What does back to basic mean to you? It means letting go of the programming that we have been programmed with in childhood and reversing that disconnect that we have from our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for, for that. Uh, you know, you, you wrote down some few things uh, on the calendar when I asked you, uh, what is back to basics? And you wrote a whole paragraph, and I'll put that in the show notes of what you have actually said. Uh, it's quite touching, actually. So uh, we'll talk about that later. So tell me about yourself, if you don't mind, and uh, where did this all start? The the trauma that you've gone through and the PTSD that you've gone through and the, all the, the die functions, if that's the right way to pronounce it. Can you explain that, please, if you don't mind? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us had trauma in childhood. I had some from the get go. I was born with my right foot up against my right shin. So the first six weeks of my life, I had physical therapy. And then I was handed over for adoption into a family that had just experienced a trauma because they had a two year old son already that they had adopted. And then they adopted a little girl and they had her for six months and the birth mother changed her mind. So Mm. they took the child back again. And I was the replacement for this Mm. girl that they had had for six months. Mm. So obviously they would have a little bit of trauma in them. It's like, well, do they they know that I'm going to be stay or whether I'm going to be taken away? Mm. So plus they had to do that first six months over again with another baby after they'd just done the first hard six months. Mm. So that was the beginning. And um, yeah. There are several more. We then we moved to Barbados, then we moved to Sierra Leone in West Africa. And while there we had a house fire, I woke mm. up and saw the flames coming in my bedroom. So mm. that was one more big trauma. And then uh, at the age of nine, when we were living in Hong Kong, I was sent to boarding school in England. Mm. But I was sent to a boys boarding school. I was the mm. first girl boarder at a boys boarding school. Mm. And I was teased horrifically for two years there. Mm. Then going into my teenage years, both of my parents became alcoholics. So um, it was it was hell. I, I said to myself, it feels like I'm living in hell. 
here because um, you know one would start drinking during the day, then the next one would start drinking. My mom would drink a whole bottle of sherry a day. Hmm. And um, my dad had anger issues, so I kind of shut down. I stopped talking. I stopped saying my opinion because my opinion was always wrong. Hmm. So, um, you know, that happened then. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead in the bathroom. Hmm. That was like the that was like the big trauma. Yeah. So let's uh, step back a little. Right. Uh, the the stages that you're talking about is uh, bullying is one of them. Uh, the other is um, alcoholism. Now, how did that affect you? Can we, do you do you remember going back to those uh, times as how you were feeling at that time? Were you feeling uh, victimized? Were you feeling more hurt? What were you thinking then at that time? With the with the bullying, yeah, um, I felt like I was worthless. Mm. There, there was no safe place, and um, you know, it's a boarding school. And there wasn't there wasn't anyone that I could turn to. Mm. There was, and and I had even the teachers in there with the boys, kind mm. of sticking out for the boys. It was, yeah, I felt I felt worthless. Yeah, yeah. So. It, so you felt more victimized that no one was there to help you out and no one there to talk to you or you were just crying out for help and no one was there to talk to you. How, how did that? Yeah, there wasn't anyone to help. And, um, you know, they teased me. I had really bad teeth. I've, mm. had, I've had more than a decade of orthodontic work over my lifetime. Mm. And so that's what they were teasing me about. And it was ongoing. It was relentless mm. for, for two years. And it, so it just, wears you down do you do you think it would be different if it was a girl uh, school boarding school versus a boy and you were the only girl there do you think that would change a little yeah it would have been i went i went from the boys boarding school to a girls boarding school <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was different yes and, it and, and, been different. and 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 uh now that you see the boarding school and the girls side uh they were more supportive when it comes to these things for you I'm not necessarily more supportive, but they they wouldn't pick on something like that, not in the same way. Okay, yeah. So then there is a gender uh, difference between the two. Uh, so I, I just wanted to understand how were you feeling back then, and 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 now when you go back, now you're thinking, how was I acting? And I just wanted to go back to basics on that part, if you don't mind. And then uh, regarding the alcoholism. Uh, how did that affect the, the family and how did it affect you? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awful, right? I would wake up in the morning and my mother would be comfortable to talk to, right? They would be normal people, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'd come back in the evening and be totally different character. So mm. you couldn't, I couldn't trust anything that anyone said after they'd started drinking because it would often change the next day. Mm. So I lost my trust in people. Mm. And I was constantly walking egg, on eggshells around my dad because he had anger issues. And when he'd been drinking, you didn't know what was going to happen. And mm. he hated he hated anyone coming to the house, right? So mm. I couldn't have friends over. And if anyone came to the front door, he would get really mad. And, you know, I hear I hear my boys talk about someone being angry these days. And, mm. and I look at them, it's like, that's, that's not angry. My dad used to seethe with anger absolutely seethe and he would shake he was so angry hmm. so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good place to be yeah yeah i apologize uh, and uh, you know i feel for the uh, stuff that you have gone through so thank you again for that and 
And then regarding the suicidal uh, case, uh, you know, with it the... wasn't a suicide. It wasn't a suicide. She had cancer and we'd been okay. told she had cancer about six months prior and it was terminal. Hmm. But um, we, we didn't know when it was going to happen. There was no idea it was going to be that night. And hmm. she actually had throat and lung cancer. So actually a tumor in her throat burst that night. She oh. coughed. She coughed constantly. She had a smoker's cough for a long, long time. And hmm. those last months, it was hard to talk to her because she was coughing so much. Of course, of course. So there must have been relief in her for a moment, right? As she actually coughed something out. But mm. but yes, it was. And uh, and how old were you when that happened? I was nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So how were you feeling then? Because now you're an adult and you went through all this trauma. Were you able to uh, emotionally support uh, what was happening there, or you just couldn't handle it either? I could handle it, but I didn't know what to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. We'd never talked about emotions. When we were told she had cancer, that was the only day we ever met, ever talked about it. We never talked about it again. Mm -hmm. Just the one day that we were told she had cancer. So mm -hmm. I just kept on going with life. I didn't know there was any alternative mm -hmm. because I'd never heard of anything else. So yeah. I just kept it suppressed like everything else that I had kept suppressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. And then... Uh, you can go on after uh, after the the story that you were explaining. Go ahead. Uh, so after when that happened, what happened? So after? I just kept on with life, um, and it wasn't until I was actually in my late thirties that I started to realize, well, maybe some of my childhood is affecting me still. Hmm. And so I actually went to a doctor's appointment, and the doctor asked me how stressed I was because he recognized I was stressed, and hmm. I said it was an eight out of ten, and that's hmm. when he asked me why and. It was that moment that I realized it was my mother's death 20 years earlier at this point because mm. the tears were still just under the surface mm. and clearly had not been dealt with. So mm. he used this technique with me. It's called EFT, which is short for Emotional Freedom Technique. It's mm. also called tapping. And mm. he tapped with me for about 15 minutes and I walked away being able to tell the story of her death without the tears there. Mm. It was such a big shift that I started to look into this technique and try it out. And I realized that it was deceptively powerful. Doesn't really look like it's doing much because we're just tapping on our head as we're talking mm. through something. Mm. Mm. But it's really releasing that stuck energy from the body. Mm. So uh, what does that do, actually? Uh, did did you find out what the EFT means and what, what has it done to the body or what has it done to the soul? Or how does that, how does that work? Well, I realized from this doctor's appointment that it's, it's, it's that all those memories, that emotion that we haven't let go of is just stuck energy in the body hmm. and we can let it go. And this technique works through the neural pathways and it, we're tapping on the ends of meridian systems. So as we're hmm. doing that, the body just starts to let go of the tension that it's stored inside. Hmm. Hmm. And that's where the relief comes. Hmm. Wow, that's that's uh, amazing. And then now you're learning this or you know what needs to be done for the next time? I started noticing when I was emotional during the day and I started tapping when mm. I would notice. It took a while to get to actually become aware of when I was emotional. But when I was, I would tap on it and I could sense my mind becoming quieter and I wanted to do more. So I, I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from childhood and mm. I tap through one each night for about an mm. hour to an hour and a half each night. And I found my mind becoming quiet. The mm. voices in my mind, which had been my dad's programming, mm. were gone. 
my mm. mind was so much quieter. It felt like I was living in a different reality because mm. it was so different. It wasn't my normal. It wasn't my previous normal. It had just mm. changed. Mm. So I, I kind of kept going. That was like the first step on my journey, but I wanted more. Mm. <laughs> so I recognized that it's kind of opening up the subconscious mind. So I started to become aware of my emotions, mm. but then underneath every emotion is a set of physical sensations, mm. right? So we use the words frustration or anger or sadness, but what we're really describing is a set of physical sensations. And we kind of get dissociated from that in childhood, right? Our parents will start saying to you, to us, oh, you're angry or you're frustrated because they can see how we're holding ourselves and they they use that word so then we stop feeling those feelings and we start using the word it's like i'm mm. frustrated but once we release that we can actually become aware of those sensations so mm. for me frustration i can feel the tension in my my stomach area my solar plexus mm -hmm. and so i started to become aware of those and mm. then i started feeling those instead of using eft mm. i started putting my awareness on those physical sensations mm. and holding it there until it released. And then mm. I do that again and again. Mm. And then on the evening, in the evenings, instead of tapping, I actually now worked on feeling the collective traumas that we'd been through, like 9-11 or the Loma mm. Prieta earthquake, those mm. things. Mm. I would feel mm. them, feel all those physical sensations, all those emotions, and let it subside and mm. do it again and again and then at some point during that process, I found I could keep my awareness inside my body, mm. which I'd never heard of before. So, so the way the process uh, you're doing this is more in, in, let me say this again, in the inner emotions versus the out, right? And I think that's how you worked it, right? Uh, because I think you needed to fix yourself first before you go out. Is that how you were thinking? Absolutely. Yeah, I was looking for inner peace and I have to find inner peace myself. Right. It's through releasing all the past that's sitting inside of me, right? Because mm. my memories are only inside of me. They're not outside anywhere. Right. right. They're only inside of me. So if I can let all the emotions around everything from my past go, mm. let the stuck energy go, then mm. what's left inside is peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank, thank you again, uh, Anne, for explaining that, uh, because there are some few people, and I just want to explain to others, too, that when people, they go through some grief, or when they go through some trauma, when they go through some whatever trauma that you've gone to, and it could be the worst that we can think of, and I'm not saying that Anne is the worst, I'm just saying any other situations, uh, these are the items that she has mentioned could help you. Uh, you know, I... I I, I wish that theory came in my head when I lost my dad when, back in 2009. Uh, so it's kind of tough when you go through certain uh, traumas in your life. Um, so, yeah. So thank you again, uh, Anne, for explaining that. Now, pathway to insight. Can you explain when, when did this book start uh, and, and how did it start for you? Sure. Well, it started after the next step that was on my journey. Right? So I, I actually could put my awareness inside my body hmm. and then I started moving it around and I realized that was the beginning of insight, right? Being hmm. able to see inside. Hmm. I think we use that word a lot, but we, we're talking about the mind or outside the mind. I'm actually talking of inside the body. 
So once I could get my awareness inside my body, I would do the same thing. I would hold my awareness on tension Mm. and it would shift. And then Mm. I'd do it again and again so that I could let the tension go. And at some point I could actually start feeling my bones relaxing into Mm. a new position. So I have these x-rays I had taken last year compared to 2013. And I can see that, that my eye sockets, those bones have actually shifted And my jaw, which was way off to the side, is now much more centered. And my neck is straighter. Mm. So I've actually grown half an inch as a 55-year-old. So I know how much power we have inside of us when we let go of dis-ease inside the body. Mm. And so I wanted to share the story, share the steps that I had taken so that someone else can take the same steps if they would like to. I know there are other paths out there, but I also know this one worked for me. Yeah, yeah. So thank you again. And and the way you were explaining the story just now, uh, it sounded like more like an onion peel. <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly. Yes. So was that the thought process when you were explaining that? Because it did sound like that. I didn't know that to begin with, but absolutely. It's a layer by layer by layer process. And you're only shown the next few steps along the way. You're not shown and way down the line, right? Because when I was able to put my awareness inside my head, there was so much pain and tension, the forces pulling my body, my skull and my neck out of alignment were just amazing. Hmm. Just blew my mind how those strong those forces were. And so it's a good thing that I didn't know that until I was ready. Hmm. You know, you you went through so much uh, with your mom, the alcoholism, um, the stuff that you're going through physically. What about today? Uh, is there anything left that it needs to be done or or what else needs to be done? And yeah, it's, it is a layer by layer process, right? So I right. still have tension on the inside that I'm still working with. And okay. I'm working in my head. I'm working at the level of I'm working inside the bones, the, mm. the cheekbones, the palate, the tooth roots. Mm. So absolutely, there's still work to do. Mm. And sometimes I get emotional still, right? So I'm still sure. working at those outer sure. levels, even sure. at the hand at the inside. But now I will, I will watch the news. I'll listen to the news because I want to know what triggers me. Sure. Because I know I can work with that and release that at a deeper level. So uh, thank you again, Anne, for uh, explaining that and all the the layers that you are working with. And finally, you'll get to that destination, whatever that destination is. But let me let me ask you this. Now we're, we've talked about the trauma part and we've talked about all the stuff that you've done and you're still going through it. The other part, which I think maybe no one, no one has asked you yet, is this gets expensive, doesn't it? For me, no. (laughs) I did it all myself. I did it all myself. And you can learn EFT online. The person who developed it, Gary Craig, gave it away for free. Hmm. There's thousands and thousands of videos online. I have a YouTube channel. It has an EFT demo on it Hmm. and a Feeling Your Feelings demo on it. Hmm. So if you want to, you can do it yourself. I, I I did it all for free. Yeah, so, so there, yeah. there's a reason why I said that because people, they get uh, intimidated with this whole process that you've gone through and it might get expensive. And uh, the way you explained it, and uh, it, it's all free. Uh, and it's on your YouTube channel too, on top of that. And if they wanted to ask you more questions, where would they contact you? Either through my website, anhints.com, or through my public Facebook page, 
I'm happy to answer any questions. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Thank you again. And, and before you leave today, um, do you have any last words for all back to basic listeners and, and followers that I have? And how was your journey on back to basics uh, in total? <laughs> it's been great. Thank you. But I would like to share something. I sure. think a lot of us like to think that we don't have control over things that are happening outside of us, mm. like on the news or, you know, things that are happening in the world or in politics. Mm. Our part of it is how we feel about it. Mm. And we can work with those feelings and let them go. Mm. And if we do, if we can come to peace with anything that's happening or any side of any division that's happening if we can come to peace then we start to attract peace into our future so we can take some control of everything that's happening yeah 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 and thank you thank you again for coming on the show and and making this uh, brighter for me and thank you for supporting me uh on the the journey of my podcast and a small podcast and uh so thank you again hopefully you'll come back again and tell me part two of what and 2.0 version is going to be uh, like uh, later in time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Th absolutely. Thank you again. So guys, we spoke with Anne today and we talked about the basics of her trauma, her, her stuff that whatever she's going through and the transition that she's going through. And EFT is one thing that people, maybe they know, but they don't know too much about it. And Anne does, and she did some investigation on that, and, and she's been really successful. And now I'm talking to her, I think she she's quite, she's almost there. She's almost there to be happy. And uh, I know, because I know she's smiling right now. But as usual, as always, there's a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and hopefully my guest uh, will like the, the quote. And the quote is, you cannot heal a lifetime of pain overnight. Be patient with yourself. It takes as long as it takes to rebuild yourself. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? I think Anne knows it and I think you know it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Everything in life goes back to basics and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on subscribing. Keep on commenting on all my episodes, including today. Please be truthful to all the comments because it kind of helps me that you are listening and I'm giving you good content. Now, there are three things in this episode and every episode makes me proud is the content, the guest, and definitely the host, which is always the best. <laughs> Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next week on Back to Basics. Take care. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. But a lot of people, they don't know it. So can you just explain what, what that is first? before we do that yeah sure great question because that is so important it, it's like you say it's, it's a word that's that's used but we we don't no, many people don't really understand what it truly means and to explain it really you have to explain the different stages of menopause because there are different stages and and the first stage is called perimenopause and this is a, a phase on on average obviously it's very women are very individual but